0: Welcome back to Rural Queensland today. Well, as uh, we have been discussing, it's now been revealed who and how the Longreach Pastoral College was sold. As we said, and, and just talking through it, PJ and CR Britain, uh, all land south of the Lansborough Highway, campus and grazing land for $7.6 million. Uh, JH and SJ Milson uh, the grazing land north of the Lansborough Highway, $3.6 million. And Outback Pioneers improved farmland adjacent to the Thompson River, for 1.2 million. Uh, it was a total sale price of 12.4 million. As we've heard in their belief, the government believed they did the right thing. Uh, I, w- I will say this, I have no problem with Outback Pioneers. They put their money on the table. they leased that 320 acres of improved farming land adjacent to the Thompson River for the last 20 years. And, and Richard Kinnan is a big part of it, but there is some questions to be asked. Gary Edwards' AAM Investments uh, was very much part of a huge uh, conglomerate um, of many, many pastoral companies and many, many businesses here in Queensland that wanted to take on the Longreach Pastoral College. They wanted to invest their own money back in the community and restore it to where it once was. And they had more money on the table than what was actually in the end offered. He joins us this morning from his perspective. Gary, good morning. Thanks so much for making some time for me this morning on Rural Queensland Today.
1: Good morning, Ben. Great to be
0: here. Um, Clearly disappointed, and we've spoken to you prior once you were aware that you hadn't won the bid. But let's just recap some figures before we get into the intricacies of it. How much was uh, the whole... Conglomerate and the pastoral, you know, companies willing to pay for their tender and what did they offer um, to try and take on the Longridge Pastoral College in its whole identity?
1: Well, we made them ultimately made them multiple offers. Then, but um, the offer at the end of the day to acquire the facility was for in excess of fourteen point two million dollars. Uh, that would have resulted in the AG college and surrounding lands being repurposed <clears throat> as a modern day education facility uh, because in addition to the money to acquire the asset there was funding provided or proposed by the proponents to actually uh, redevelop the asset and commission it back so it would be taking students in uh, 2024.
0: So let me just get this straight. They sell land for 14 for 12.4. And you, you, they've left, you know, 2.8 million on the table. Like, it, it, am I correct? There's 2.2 million on the table, plus the improvements, plus the guarantee. By 2024, that college will be up, up and operational and a commitment from all the major pastoral colleges in Queensland, uh, pastoral companies in Queensland, some of the biggest names you could ask for, were all 100% willing to commit, had given their commitment to put their <clears throat> put their staff through that college and create a platform and a training platform that has not been available since the closure of these pastoral colleges?
1: Well, absolutely. The the offer of bringing a consortium like this rarely ever happens to to have these type of entities come together, collaborate and put a proposal um, that I think was in excess of about a bit over $1.8 million over the consolidated um, bids that they've accepted. What it, what it meant is that for the first time in a long time, the proposal had the horsepower to meaningfully make a difference and, and utilise this incredible asset uh, for regional Queensland and, and frankly for Northern Australia because we're not just short on these facilities in, in Queensland, we're short on them in, in Northern Australia to support the entire industry. Now, if we just stop for a second and remember that by a country mile, the beef cattle industry is the biggest agricultural employer and is also our largest export contributor. You know, to the tune of some thirty to forty percent, depending on market prices at different points in time. Now, for an industry that delivers in excess of thirty billion dollars of value to the Australian economy, and a substantial portion of that is in Queensland, to not be supported by education facilities is quite shocking. And then to have the commercial players come together and put a proposal up that is ultimately, not even not just not accepted, it wasn't considered. And it wasn't considered because the the panel chose not to assess any non-conforming tenders, which is utterly ridiculous because the base essence of a tender process and a non-conforming tender allows proponents to put elements uh, for consideration that the original contemplation was too restrictive or limited in doing. So ultimately what we've had here is a group of companies and, and families and, and individuals come together, put a proposal that's never been seen before uh, to deliver this outcome, and ultimately it wasn't even considered. Now there's got to be some serious questions asked.
0: Yeah. Well, who are we talking process. about? Are we talking about the Ag Minister here? Are we talking about Mark Ferner? Like, who <clears> didn't <throat> consider it? And was the tender written that way because they didn't want egg on their face and they didn't want to be showing up about the lack of commitment they'd given to training for the agricultural industry and that you guys were going to show them that it could be done and be successful?
1: Well, well ultimately, Ben, you know, you, you, you've got to be a little bit cynical about this process because... The, the fact that it's not considered, despite the fact that the tender component did allow for non-conforming tenders to be made, is you know, reeks of you know, some other process going on here. I mean, ultimately, if you think about it, that what was proposed by the group of the consortium was was ideal to the outcome and something that, uh, unfortunately, the government uh, and the Ag Department and the Minister wasn't able to achieve in any of the years prior to this. So. Ultimately, the minister and the department uh, need to need to consider what they've done here and be accountable to regional Queensland. I, I, I,
0: have you had conversations with anybody who was involved from the government? Uh, because, it, like, it, it begs to believe, and I, and I can't believe we had an opportunity, a gift. A gift. Now, there, there's, you guys aren't doing this for free. There, there, there's always a payoff. You're a business. But you were putting your hard-earned cash, and, and these pastoral companies and families of Queensland were putting up the money to get this business back and operational. In fact, I would have said there was no return for the first couple of years. You had looked at it and realised that there would be absolutely zero return um, for the first few years. But the, the economy with the amount of children, with the amount of people coming back into the town of Longreach, I think I think you had in excess of 3,000 signatures from the town. Um, there is so many upside. Did anybody give you any acknowledgement at all about your bid or the fact that they may have got this wrong or why they didn't even assess your bid?
1: So we've had a, a singular briefing from a representative uh, within the process uh, that ultimately gave us feedback as to how they determined their assessment and ultimately confirmed their t- their decision that rather than scoring all tenders and making that assessment, that they chose to remove the obligation of scoring or, or placing a, a tender score, I should say, on any of the non-conforming tenders. They simply removed them so that they didn't have to consider them. Now, what's incredibly disappointing is that they've been unwilling to date to disclose who are the members apart from you know, the one individual that we, we spoke with. They've also refused to disclose who it was that they used to do the assessment of the local community benefit, um, which you know, apparently is, is a local within the community. Uh, and, and we hope that uh, the community gets a tremendous outcome from, from what you know, the people have ultimately wanted. it. But The lack of transparency in this process is quite concerning and the lack of engagement is quite astounding, given the effort and work that went into this. I mean, ultimately, Ben, the the, the individual families and companies that have actually been successful in this process, this issue is not about them at all. In fact, we hope to now work with those people in regards to trying to do something. Sure. This is a 100% on the hands of the government and the department in regards to how they've handled this process and how they need to be accountable. And frankly, you know, from my perspective, how they perceive uh, regional Queensland.
0: They've absolutely 100% bungled it up. And the fact that you don't know who that person in Longreach who deemed to have a look at it. And I can tell you now. Um, and the three winning tenders. And and I, I'll make this clear as well. I, I absolutely – we're going to talk with Richard Kinnan uh, from Outback Pioneers. I, he's leased that land for, for 20 years. He put his money on the table um, and whatever, he won the bid. Do you know what I mean? Tats off for his 320 acres, $1.2 million. But, you know, <coughs> for the Milsons, Jr. and S.J. Milson and P.J. and C.R. Britton, to win the campus and the grazing land and just the grazing land. Uh, who, who assesses that? And, and, and you guys were clear and transparent about what you want to do, but no one else was. So I, I don't understand. And why, why are the government not transparent about who was on the selection panel? Why, why is that so secretive?
1: Well, ultimately, I don't think you need to be Einstein to work out why they probably don't want to disclose uh <laughs> The, the full details of the process here. But, you know, th- at the end of the day, uh, what we will now do is engage with the, the families that have now been successful in acquiring that land. And, and we have to remember that they've legitimately participated in the process sure. they put in conforming bids and they've ultimately been successful. So congratulations Correct. to them. Yep. Um, this is not about them at all. I agree. What this What this is about is getting an outcome that we desperately need to train young people to upskill them to be in the workforce to actually fit inside our businesses and continue to run our businesses that grow a substantial amount of beef that supports the australian economy now without that and without the appropriate training facilities in northern australia this this is very difficult to do and we're seeing that just with the, the the sheer lack of people that are putting their hands up or available to put, to go and work on some of our properties uh, right throughout Northern Australia. So this is a pretty critical issue. And, and what I hope is that, you know, as the consortium that come together, we have a common interest here and we will continue to engage and work on, on how we develop some solutions around this. But it's just really disappointing when you bring this together the way it was done. And, and you know, I can't, do anything but acknowledge and say how proud I am to be part of a consortium that involved those companies yep, I that legitimately wanted to, to address this problem and put a meaningful solution forward. And at the end of the day, it's very poor form that that wasn't even considered, considered or at least a discussion had.
0: Tony Rayner, the mayor of Longreach, um, 17 said, said earlier, 17 um, valuation tenders were received and, um, you know, seventeen bids were received. Not all conform with the requirements of the tender process. I would disagree. After talking to you this morning, I would disagree that they didn't conform. It, it was that the tent they weren't willing to look at anything um, and utilize and have a look at something that was a little bit different to <clears throat> exactly what they wrote. Do you? And 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 I won't hold you much longer. We're talking um, with obviously Gary Edwards from AM Investments. Do you hold out um, confidence that you will be able to continue on this journey um, with the facilities? Is that down the track? And and clearly, you guys would be having conversations with the with the new owners.
1: We we're, we'll, we're definitely uh, having, and we'll continue to have discussions with the new owners about what we might be able to achieve. This is this issue is too big just to ignore and, and forget about walk things, away. Uh, yeah. just because. You know, in many ways, to be very frank, it might be easy to actually get a resolution now that we're not dealing with the government because now we can deal with individuals that can make a decision and actually, you know, decide whether they want to be part of providing solutions to uh, the region and, and northern Australia as far as how these facilities are utilized. Now this is this is a tremendous asset. And you know, at the end of the day, I hope that we can still deliver some form of outcome that brings this facility back to life in a meaningful way that delivers the type of education that's required for the future. Yeah. And that's my hope.
0: Gary, great to chat. Great to chat. Thank you for making yourself available this morning. I know a lot of people listening know exactly uh, how much you guys have committed and invested in rural and regional Australia and how important that is to you. And uh, it just, it begs to belief. We're going to, we're going to unpack this even more. We'll try and get some answers in the coming days, but you just, Just absolutely cannot get over how this played out like it did. I appreciate your time. Thanks so much for being with us this morning. Thanks, Ben. Good on you. Gary Edwards, this is Rural Queensland Today with Ben Dobbin. We'll take a break. We're going to talk uh, the Roma Market Report and also Farm Fest. That's up next.